Welcome to History of the U.S. Women Podcast. Today we have a very special episode because we are joined by Miles Standish. Mr. Standish started his numismatic career at Annex back in 1984. He then worked for PCGS and then came back to Annex. He was Senior Vice President of NGC from 2015 until recently. He is also the author of Morgan Dollar, America's Love Affair with a Legendary Coin, and we are joined by him today. Mr. Standish, welcome to the History of the U.S. Mint podcast. It's an honor to talk with you. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's nice to speak with you also. Yeah, thank thank you for joining us. So, um, starting off with our first question, how long have you been interested in numismatics? You know, I first started collecting coins at about the age of eight years old. About the same age that I started. Yeah, I think that's around when I started, too. So That's nearly, that's nearly 50 years of interest. Yeah, that's a long time. It's a long career. Um, okay. Um, now let's skip to your career as a coin grader. What was your educational path to becoming a grader? I know you can't well, just... Well, the school, of, the school of Hard Knocks teaches you more about grading than anything. You have to understand in the early 80s, late 70s, you know, all coins were raw, typically, and they were in and out of flips. And But you actually, you know, viewed coins... Uh, similar to what you do in the grading room today. So none of my collecting was involved in looking at coins through holders. Um, So that's, you know, really where I got my learning experience. And then buying and selling is the other piece of that puzzle and how to learn how to grade coins. You know, you, you buy a coin for, we'll just use $100 and you sell it for $150. You always remember that. Obviously, if you buy a coin for $100 and you sell it for $75, you never forget that either. Right. Yeah. And that's the experience of buying and selling coins. Yeah, I think that professional grading companies have definitely really changed um, the hobby since when they first kind of started. Yeah, I was, like uh, like you said, I went to ANAX in 1984. I was 19 years old. Oh, 19. Um, wow. And then, and then December of 1986 through 2015 with an exception of one year in between there where I was off and I was at ANAX again, but between 86, December of 86, I was the first full-time coin grader hired at PCGS and um, later became a part owner in the company, Uh, was one of the co-founders of Collectors Universe that took both PCGS and NG, excuse me, PCGS, PSA, PSA, DNA, and a host of a few other companies public where we started trading trading that company stock on NASDAQ, and that happened in 1999. Interesting. Um, so you've graded thousands of coins during your career. I'm sure some pretty amazing coins have passed through your hands. Uh, during your time as a grader, what has been one of your favorite coins that you have graded? You know, it's hard to, um, it's hard to nail it down to one great rarity. Um, but, uh, you know, you know, all the 1804 dollars, all the 13 Liberty nickels have been all exciting moments. Um, of course, you know, uh, silver Eagles are very, uh, very special to me because of, uh, the book that I co-authored with John Mercanti. Yeah. That one, um, you released that recently, correct? Uh, well, the first time it was released, the first edition was in 2011, and coming up, we're going to be releasing the fourth edition. Okay. When will that be released? Uh, just to let our listeners know. 
Well, because of the supply chain issues, we're still waiting on the printer. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, uh, hopefully, you know, I'd love to say it was before the holidays, but uh, you know, I'm I'm guessing it won't be as won't be as early as uh, probably January. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks for letting us know. I'll, I'm sure we'll let we'll let our listeners. Well, that'll know. be the that'll be the fourth edition of the American Silver Eagles. Um, and then, of course, I did the love affair on Morgan Dollars. Yeah. And that's just been done in one edition. And, uh, you know, I'm working on some other projects. Yeah. Um, so you have written a few books, and one of them is about Morgan Dollars. You were just mentioning that. We haven't read that one yet. But um, what exactly is so special about that coin series that makes um, that makes so many people collect it and makes it such a special series of coins yeah like over the peace dollars peace dollars are like kind of the um other part of that series you know like they go along with them what makes the morgans more specifically like you know people enjoy them i mean i i like peace dollars also but um initially where i got my interest was in morgan dollars Mm -hmm. and i wanted to you know i wanted to focus in on just the one series um when i did the uh, Morgan Dollar love affair. Um, but silver dollars have always been important to me, but it's, you know, other than, you know, everybody starts collecting with Lincoln cents. Um, but I really fell in love with Morgan dollars, you know, as, as an early teen, um, and, and was buying and selling them as a teenager. And they were the most popular coin prior to the silver Eagle coming out. Um, and they were globally the most popular coin in the world you know, other than the Lincoln cent, but the silver dollar, the big, beautiful silver dollar, the Morgan dollar was the most mm-hmm. popular. And it, it, it always had a special meaning to me. Um, my grandfather got me a little interested in silver dollars. Um, not that he was a numismatist, but he was a collector of coins by date. Mm-hmm. And he predominantly, he predominantly collected Morgan dollars. And looking back on it, I don't think there was a peace dollar in the collection. I don't know if it was because of interest or lack of interest in them or finances at the time who knows what drove that but he only had morgan dollars so yeah there's definitely you know, there's definitely always so, something so special about holding a, a coin that big in your hand you can really feel the weight and the value of it exactly um so also while we're on the topic of morgan dollars um the u.s mint recently came out with 2021 morgan and peace dollars to celebrate the anniversary what's yep. your opinion on these right here yeah, I think uh, I think it's a fantastic collection that the Mint put together for the 100th anniversary of 1921 Morgan and Peace, and then coming out with these 2021 dollars. Um, I think uh, I think the coins are gorgeous looking. I I might be more partial um, to a couple of different Mint marks that are in that series, the Privy Mark. CC because I love Carson City dollars and I really like the job they did on the 21 piece dollar so you know for me specifically you know those are the ones that I seem to gravitate towards the most but as a a set of six I think it's a fabulous way um, for coins to be bought and sold as a set and it's able to be completed with all those different mint marks all in the same year yeah so a fantastic little set um, so you recently you retired from NGC. Um, what are your plans for the future? You know, I'm I'm working on um, some book projects. I'm I'm working on some marketing programs. Um, I've had a lot of people reach out to me for consulting work that I'm doing. Um, 
that I'll be doing in the new year. Um, but right now I've, I've really been enjoying taking some time off for the first time in my life, actually, act, you know, after over 35 years plus of, uh, of both, you know, grading, you know, the numbers are tens of millions of coins. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's the first time, first time I've had a chance other than two week vacations to have real time off with no demands on me. Yeah. I mean, it's always nice to have a break. That's right. But you know, the, the thing is, uh, you know, in those 35 plus years, you know, the, you know, there is no break when you're in the coin, coin industry, you know, there's still, uh, there's still constant contact. There's emails, phone calls, that stuff really doesn't stop. But, uh, you know, now it's on a different intensity level. And, uh, you know, I, I made a choice that, um, you know, when I made my departure that I just wanted to have, you know, I, I wanted to have the table completely clean of, of any demands on me. And I mean, so that makes sense. It's a, nice time, it's a nice time of year to take uh, a couple of months off. Yeah, like during the holidays and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's perfect time. Um, so our YouTube channel and podcast that we have um, is really at, um, we're really involved with the Young Numismatist community. And um, some numismatists might be surprised um, by how many young numismatists there are um, that are active on social media. And what advice do you have for young numismatists of today, especially those who are interested in getting into the business side of it? Well, I, I do take notice that I've seen on social media. Um, it, it's easier to see right now with social media that there is actual interest among young people. Yeah. Um, it seems like the last 10, 15 years, you'd go to a trade show and you wouldn't see many young people. And I think that the person that is young today that's getting involved in coins they you know they work from home with most of it they aren't necessarily going to the shows so, but when i was young and i was a teenager 12 13 14 years old you know the only activity we had you know related to coins was either going to a coin shop or a coin show and because of social media um you know you can actually hold the coin up to the screen and get an idea of what the coin looks like yeah, I think, that. um, and we didn't have that option in the 80s. Yeah, I think social media is, um, definitely giving Numismax like more of a presence. Like, I feel like more people are learning about it and getting into the hobby and stuff like that. I think it's, um, doing good, you know, like, yeah, a lot of, a lot of people say it's a dying hobby, but I think that, um, from the perspective of a young Numismatist like me, um, it's just, it's a changing hobby. It's not necessarily dying, but people just participate in different ways than they used to. Well, I, I think you nailed it right on the head. Uh, one, I can confirm with you, it is not a dying hobby. Okay, it's actually, it's actually expanding more now than it ever has in the entire, in the entire history of numismatics. And I think a lot of listeners are gonna be surprised on that. But for the amount of people that I interact with um, some things are obvious, some things aren't that are going on where there's large groups of people participating in buying, uh, both, you know, silver and gold and, and certified coins and individual coins. Um, it is bigger now than it has ever been. And I repeat that only because it's true. Um, you know, and I know a lot of different places, um, that, um, 
you know, have literally tens of, tens of thousands of new collectors that have never collected numismatic coins before in their life, but they're getting introduced to it. And even though you see the number of members of the ANA shrinking, it doesn't mean it's a shrinking hobby. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like less people are, you know, maybe less interested in, um, you know, ANA and stuff like that. But when uh, we've gone to coin shows, we we've seen a few uh, young people, you know, walking around buying some coins. And yeah, you know. So, um, is there anything else that you would like to say to our listeners? Well, you know, I, I I commonly get that question. You know, what's the greatest coin I've ever handled? You know, and literally, if you open up a red book and handle them all, even and, like um the most expensive coin you can think of, like you've, you know, yeah, you know, the seventeen ninety six dollar that sold for more than, uh, I guess it sold for ten million dollars. Oh wow! You know, I've gra- I've I've graded that coin. That's you know, crazy. the eighteen oh the eighteen oh four dollar, you know, the, the different eighteen oh four dollars in various grades, the child specimen which is the finest in 68 condition. Um, these are coins now, you know, we're talking 5 million or more. Um, you know, the brass shirt of balloons. I've had all those coins in my hands raw. Um, oh, wow. So, you know, but I tell people this, it isn't about buying the most expensive coin or, or, or the most popular coin. I always suggest to people that are buying coins is to buy exactly what, you, what appeals to you. What is it you like? And hone in on that, become an expert in that area or a series, or just, you know, continue to build that type set. It might be world coins, it might be U.S. coins, it might be ancient coins, but focus on things that you like. Not what somebody tells you to buy because of, you know, monetary gain in the future, but buy what you like. And I find that most people that focus in on things that they like, they do better by it all. And by collectibles in general, they're happier in what they've done um, uh, to passion their interest or have, you know, fill the passion of their interest with collecting what they like. Yeah, I think that's a really good message, honestly. Like, some people will be like, oh, everyone's buying this, go buy this. But honestly, just buy what you want and then you'll probably be happy. Right. And, you know, you know, in a lot of things that I've developed with the grading services that you both know about, um, you know, as an example, I created the Colored Label Program in the 1990s. Um, you, you both might be familiar with labels being colorful all the time. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, they were pretty standard labels um, prior to 1999. Um, but I was the first one that implemented the colored labels, uh, the state flag series. Um, and I can tell you there's, you know, hundreds and hundreds of different flag, flag type labels for different countries. Um, there are, um, Autograph labels, which is, has been has been my baby since 19, uh, 1999, um, when I first kicked that off, and it's exploded in the millennium of interest with both former U.S. Mint directors. You know, I've had the I've had the I've had the joy of hiring five different former U.S. Mint directors and um, various designers from the U.S. Mint and World Mints around the world. Um, you might know John Mercanti. I hired John back in 2010 to start signing autographs for autograph labels. Um, and I know that's probably one of the more popular ones, but there's a lot of others too. And uh, so those are the kind of things that I've tr- tried to always reinvent what I do and what I create for collectibles to make it more interesting to open up. Ultimately, it's to open up the audience of people's interest 
Um, I, I always called the autograph program the double play of collectibles. You get an authentic hand-signed autograph and an authentic graded coin. Yeah, it's a two-in-one with those. Um, I don't have any yet, but I'm hoping to get some in the future. And I know you have a label, um, a signed label yourself, right? Yeah, I have actually um, two different labels. Um, uh, I was given the award by the U.S. Mint as the uh, uh, Director's Medal of Excellence for my contributions to the U.S. Mint and things that I've helped them with over the years. Um, that's one of my labels. And then I have another label that represents the American Eagle uh, that's also used. So, and there'll be more in the future. Cool. So that's about it. Uh, Mr. Sandish, it's been a pleasure having you. It's Miles. <laughs> uh, Miles, <laughs> it's been a pleasure having you. Well, it's been nice being on guys. And, uh, you know, again, I, I emphasize, uh, you know, have fun with your coins, buy what you like. And, uh, I think you'll really enjoy coin collecting or buying and selling whatever your fancy is in that area a whole lot more. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you so much for, um, you know, agreeing to hop on and uh, do this with us. Yeah, Glad to do it. Glad That's to do Miles it. Standish, author, philant philanthropist, expert numismatist, and retired senior president of NGC. Thank you for listening to the History of the U.S. Mint podcast.